Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to a breath of fresh earth. Taking the commitment to a clean environment to the next level. Your host, Rick Friedman, will crown the climate hero and villain of the week, along with discussing worldwide environmental issues, showcasing new products designed with the longevity of our planet in mind, and putting the spotlight on the individuals making a big impact in helping the climate and pollution crisis through social media. Now, your host, Rick Friedman. Welcome to a special edition of A Breath of Fresh Earth. Hashtag Black Lives Matter. In the first nine episodes of this podcast, I've mentioned several prominent African-Americans, including Marvin Gaye, Neil deGrasse Tyson, Dr. Ayanna Johnson, Leland Melvin, and Prince E.A. Today, I'm refraining from my usual attempt of using silly humor to teaching you about climate change, and instead, I'm giving you a taste of the vast accomplishments of African-American authors, social media activists, fashion icons, scientists, environmentalists, and a musical star making significant contributions to the world and improving the lives of people living in impoverished communities. And just one quick thought, I would like to hear your comments about the episode. Please feel free to reach out to me at rf at richardfriedman.net. Thanks again. DeRay McKesson is a civil rights activist focused primarily on the issues of innovation, equity, and justice. Be sure to listen to his award-winning podcast called Pod Save America. DeRay has over one million followers on Twitter and almost a quarter of a million on Instagram. In 2016, DeRay was a guest on The Late Show with Stephen Colbert, and they discussed Black Lives Matter. DeRay encouraged dialogue about race and religion. That episode has been watched over one and a half million times on YouTube. In April of 2020, McKesson tested positive for COVID-19, but I'm pleased to tell you he's feeling better. If you'd like to learn more about DeRay, check out his website at DeRay.com. Today I'm telling you to go to the movies. Well, in your family room, not the theater. And it's a good one. Beasts of the Southern Wild is a 2012 American film drama the film was nominated for four Academy Awards at the 85th Academy Awards in the categories Best Picture, Best Director, Best Adapted Screenplay, and Best Actress. Beasts of the Southern Wild straddles the fantasy-fact-fiction divide of a post-Katrina-like world of environmentalism, poverty, political failure of how to deal with communities on the fringe of society by talking about those issues in a fabulous, magical style by seeing the world through a child's eyes. Octavia Estelle Butler was an American science fiction author. She died in 2006, but she left a treasure of books for us to enjoy. Octavia won multiple Hugo and Nebula awards. Miss Butler makes the list today for writing the Parable series. They tell the story of the Earthseed community trying to survive the socioeconomic and political collapse of 21st century America due to poor environmental leadership, corporate greed, 
and the growing gap between the wealthy and the poor. That sure sounds like what we're going through right now. Miss Butler was not only a great writer, but a visionary. Parable of the Sour, written in 1999, is the story of Lauren Olamina, who was born with hyper-empathy, meaning that she feels others' pain in her own body. The United States had turned into a warring city-states and company towns. There was an influential senator in the book who uses the slogan, Make America Great Again. No kidding. I'm not making that up. His supporters are known to burn people at the stake for not being Christian or not being the right kind of Christian. When her community is attacked, Olamina travels to Northern California to build a community called Earthseed. Please don't forget to read Octavio's best-known work called Kindred, and it takes a look at slavery from a unique perspective. The novel's protagonist, Dana, moves between time from 1976 in Los Angeles to the antebellum South, where she witnesses the savagery of American slavery. Let me replay a conversation in my house from two years ago. I asked my son, who's stylish Gambino? He rolled his eyes, gave me the look. You parents know the look. And he said, Dad, his name is Childish Gambino. Like I'm still supposed to know who that is, right? I was still confused, but I avoided asking any more dumb questions. My ego was already in shambles. In 2018, Childish Gambino, also known as Donald Glover, dropped an animated music video for his single Feels Like Summer, and it's full of high-profile cartoon cameos. You might remember the rapper made headlines that year when his politically charged This Is America video took the internet by storm, racking up more than 100 million views on YouTube in just nine days. And at the time of this recording, it's been viewed over 689 million times. Feels Like Summer issues a subtle warning about climate change. Here's a section of the lyrics. Every day gets hotter than the one before. Running out of water, it's about to go down, go down. Air that kills the bees that we depend on. Birds were made for singing, waking up to no sound, no sound. The video also features dozens of cartoon versions of pop culture and political icons. I even knew who a few of them were. Will Smith, Nicki Minaj, Kanye West, and former First Lady Michelle Obama. Beyonce, Dr. Dre, Diddy, Snoop Dogg, and Jay-Z, Rihanna, Whitney Houston, and Michael Jackson. There were some other people in there I didn't know. My kids would know who they were, but I didn't. But hey, don't be mad at me. I'm still not sure which one is England Dan and which one is John Ford Coley. Don't forget to subscribe to the show. And that way, we'll never have to say goodbye again. Not familiar with the amazing Freddie Harrell? She's from Cameroon. She was born and raised in France, and she's been living in London for the last 10 years. She was Cosmopolitan's Influencer of the Year in 2018. Market research company Mintel estimates that African-American consumers will spend almost $2 billion on hair care products this year. Look out, world. Here comes fashion influencer Freddie, founder of Big Hair No Care, is starting Rad Swan. That's going to fill the gap for high-quality, ethical, and eco-friendly hair extensions, and it's going to be an upscale shopping experience. Look for the product line to open next spring. The brand is specifically providing synthetic hair extensions to avoid the ethical problems in the human hair market. With the exception of a handful of businesses, most hair comes from countries where long, natural hair remains a badge of beauty, but where the women are so poor they consider selling their hair. A lot of the hair on sale comes from small agents who tour villages in India, China, and Eastern Europe offering women living in poverty small payments to part with their hair. I had no idea this was going on. 
The more I learn, the more I realize how much I don't know. I wish our president could be humble enough to say that. Not only is Ms. Harrell providing a great service, she's launching a recycling program to keep synthetic products out of our landfills. And speaking of hair salons, let's hear it for Jihan Thompson and Jennifer Lambert, who started the app Swivel Beauty, an app that matches women of color with well-equipped hairstylists. Way to go, ladies. Congratulations. Move your mind and get ready for the drop. It's time for the Climate Hero of the Week. Okay, here we go. The longest segment ever on this podcast. Born in Puerto Rico and raised in New York, Frances Perez Rodriguez has dedicated her career to making sure everyone has access to nutritious, sustainably grown food. She's a member of the La Finca del Sur Community Farm, an urban farming cooperative led by black and Latina women and a market manager at Rise and Root Farm a farming cooperative in Chester, New York. Michael Thompson is a community organizer in the South Bronx in New York City. He's the co-founder of South Bronx Unite. He's working with community members to care for a neighborhood coping with decades of pollution and neglect. Adrian Hollis is a scientist and environmental lawyer who serves as the lead climate justice analysis for the Union of Concerned Scientists and teaches law at American University and Public Health at George Washington University. In September of 2018, Lindsay Harper made history as the first black woman to become executive director of Georgia WAND, a woman-led advocacy group working to end nuclear proliferation and stem pollution. Harper believes that economic empowerment is the best tool for promoting peace. Quentin Bell, a trans man, is the executive director of the Knights and Orchids Society, Inc., a Selma, Alabama-based nonprofit led by black, queer, and gender nonconforming activists who are working to protect LGBTQ rights in the South. A native of Dominica, Ama Francis is a climate law fellow at the Sabin Law Center at Columbia University, working to help people displaced by climate disasters and make small island nations more resilient in the facing of rising seas and dangerous storms. A lifelong New Yorker, Karen Washington, is a farmer, activist, physical therapist, and board member of the New York Botanical Garden. Through her work with Farm School, she's teaching young New Yorkers about gardening and community organizing. And, as a co-founder of Black Urban Growers, she's working with black farmers on growing fresh, nutritious food for underserved communities. A sociologist and organizer, Ife Kilimanjaro, serves as the Senior Network Engagement Director at U.S. Climate Action Network. She chose to work on environmental issues after working as an elementary school principal in Detroit, where she saw children get sick and miss school because of air pollution and lack of access to clean water. Environmental organizer Rachel Stevens got her start working with college students advocating for clean energy in South Florida and went on to work with indigenous communities fighting for their land in Peru. More recently, she worked with the Sierra Club, organizing communities of color threatened by urban oil drilling in Los Angeles. As part of a movement that has long been helmed by white people, white men specifically, she's pushing to see more black and queer organizers in positions of leadership. She said, black folks, low-income folks, and other people of color and indigenous peoples contribute the least to environmental destruction, yet we experience the worst impacts of climate change and pollution. 
More about that later. Leah Penniman is a black Creevel farmer, activist, and founder of Soul Fire Farm, a community farm in Petersburg, New York, that trains people of color to farm and provide organic produce, eggs, and meat to families without access to fresh food. She's also the author of Farming While Black, Soul Fire Farm's Practical Guide to Liberation on the Land. Natalie Mabane has tackled environmental issues in the United States and in the Caribbean, having family in both countries. She currently serves as the dirty fuels lobbyist for the Sierra Club, working to stop the spread of fossil fuel infrastructure. Reverend Michael Malcolm is a pastor and environmental advocate, serving as a director of a South Carolina Interfaith Power and Light and Alabama Interfaith Power and Light organizations led by faith leaders working to protect creation. Reverend Malcolm says environmental justice means loving my neighbor. It means speaking truth to power and standing up for the right to breathe clean air, the right to drink clean water, and the right to eat clean food. Environmental justice means equity for all. Most of all, environmental justice means putting justice first. Antoinette Smith is a Grammy-nominated singer and actor and co-host of the podcast Think 100%, presented by Hip Hop Caucus. DeAndre Newman Salvador is the founder of Renewable Energy Transition Initiative and Jewel Scout, helping underserved families access clean energy and save money on their water bills. She's also a TED Fellow. Kibariti Majuto, 20 years old, came to the United States in 2012 as a refugee from the Democratic Republic of the Congo. Now he's a student at Piedmont Virginia Community College and a member of the board of the Charlottesville Center for Peace and Justice. He organizes against pipelines, mass incarcerations, a lack of affordable housing, and the mistreatment of immigrants. And that'll keep him busy. Last year, he helped plan community building events on the anniversary of Unite the Right rally in Charlottesville. Greg Jenkins, a Philadelphia native, is a meteorologist at Penn State University studying how pollution aggravates lung illness in West Africa. He's also working to better forecast extreme weather events in West Africa, which threatens farmers in the region. Melanie Chaponda is an African ecofeminist and campaign coordinator with Womin, a Johannesburg-based group that is organizing women who are threatened by industrial mining. Everett Thompson helps diverse grassroots organizations achieve their goals, believing that climate change isn't just a function of pollution, but a byproduct of racism, xenophobia, and poverty. Halston Sleets lives in Minnesota, where she's part of the Best Buy's sustainability team and serves on the board of directors for the Minnesota Center for Environmental Advocacy. Cheryl Dorsey is the president of Echoing Green, an organization dedicated to empowering social entrepreneurs and sustainability champions. Roxanne Brown is the United Steelworkers International Vice President at Large and has led work on climate legislation that supports job retention. Michael Reagan is Secretary of the North Carolina Department on Environmental Quality and is forging a path for climate action that other states can follow. State Representative Dominique Jackson chairs the Colorado House Energy and Environmental Committee and sponsored groundbreaking legislation to cut carbon pollution 90% by 2050. Dr. Robert Ballard is the father of the environmental justice movement and is the former dean of the Barbara Jordan Mickey Leland School of Public Affairs at Texas Southern University. Representative Johnson is serving her 14th term representing the Dallas area in Congress and is the chair of the House Committee on Science, Space, and Technology. 
Angela Chalk is Executive Director of Healthy Community Services, a nonprofit in New Orleans that helps community members live with water and become more resilient in the face of climate change. Mayor Benjamin is leading Columbia, South Carolina's transition to 100% clean energy. Marie Copany is a 12-year-old activist and philanthropist from Flint, Michigan, helping kids and communities across the country deal with toxic water. Representative McEachin leads numerous climate and environmental initiatives in the U.S. Congress and is the lead sponsor of the landmark 100% Clean Economy Act. Dr. Dorsetta Taylor is a national environmental justice leader and is the James E. Crowfoot Collegiate Professor of Environmental Justice at the University of Michigan. Representative Rush has represented Chicago in the United States House of Representatives for nearly three decades and is an influential member of the House Energy and Commerce Committee. Let's hear it for all these outstanding people and their contributions. Pre-polluted. Sounds terrible, and it is. That's the phrase used to describe an entire generation born with mothers living in communities with higher levels of pollution from vehicle exhaust and power plants. Smog and pollution reveal a 42% increase in the risk of stillbirth if a mother had high exposure to air pollution during the last trimester of pregnancy. The impacts of climate change place all women in danger, but black women in the United States are more likely to live in urban areas where they are more vulnerable. There's only so much a pregnant woman can do. She can't control the outside temperature or the pollution she breathes. The solutions are controlled by choices city leaders make, and currently, there isn't much interest in making these marginalized communities safer. A person living on the western side of Louisville, Kentucky, near the Indiana border, in the industrial area called Rubbertown, has a 10 to 12 year reduced life expectancy. This area is predominantly a black neighborhood, with a concentration of chemical industrial facilities like American synthetic rubber, Dow Chemical, Chevron, and Caudill Seed. In 2005, the city launched a pollution reduction program. There has been a drop in the toxic air pollution and cancer risks. The turning point may have come in 2004, when a civil rights activist named Roosevelt Roberts stood up at a public meeting and questioned officials about pollution at a chemical plant, and he collapsed to the floor. The 64-year-old Roberts died later that day from a heart attack. The following year, the city approved the Strategic Toxic Air Reduction Program. It required major polluters to calculate the health risks from the poison that comes out of the smokestacks or leaky valves and keep them below certain strict levels. Episode 3 was titled The Great Nurdle Hunt. That's the episode where I talked about billions of small plastic pellets spilling into the ecosystem from plastic manufacturers. These small plastic pieces are known as nurdles, and a federal judge found Formosa Plastics to be a serial offender for polluting Texas waterways with billions of nurdles and releasing toxic pollutants. The good folks at Formosa are at it again. Community activists at St. James Parish, Louisiana, are demanding land permits for Formosa's new $9.4 billion plastics facility to be revoked after archaeologists may have discovered the project is scheduled to be built atop several slave burial grounds. The plant could double the amount of air pollution in the region, known to many as Cancer Alley. Cancer Alley is one of the most polluted places in America. It's got its name through the high number of people living with cancer in that area. 
It's made up of a dense concentration of oil refineries and petrochemical plants that run alongside suburbs and vulnerable communities. Today, they're also disproportionately dying from coronavirus. At one point in April, St. John the Baptist Parish had the nation's highest per capita COVID-19 death rate. People's lifetime risk of cancer in St. John the Baptist, which is about two square miles, is 800 times higher than the average American. That's according to the EPA's air pollution report in 2015. Despite the fact that African Americans account for only a third of the population in Louisiana, they account for 55% of the COVID-19 deaths. Reverend Dr. William J. Barber has been helping the communities fight pollution for years. He told Rolling Stone magazine that the land that once held people captive as slaves now holds them captive through pollution. That makes me angry! Happy birthday to you! Happy birthday! Today we celebrate the birthday of a great American scientist. Dr. Samuel Proctor Massey Jr. was born on July 3rd, 1919, passed away in 2005. Samuel was a chemist who studied a variety of chemicals that contributed towards the development of therapeutic drugs, and he also worked on the Manhattan Project to develop atomic bombs in World War II. He was the third president of North Carolina College at Durham, and he was the first African-American professor at the United States Naval Academy. Chemical and Engineering News named Massey one of the top 75 contributors to chemistry and history. Big deal. I took chemistry class twice. Well, actually, I took the same class twice. The first time around, it didn't work out so well. But I swear, Miss Wilson's class was impossible. That's part of the reason why I love to honor brilliant scientists like Dr. Massey on every episode. I remain humble, acknowledging their accomplishments. Massey gained a master's degree in chemistry from Fisk University and received his Ph.D. at Iowa State. Racial segregation at Iowa State prevented him from living on campus. Dr. Massey was not allowed to work in the same laboratories as white students. He said, The laboratory for the white boys was on the second floor next to the library. My laboratory was in the basement next to the rats. Separate but equal. Massey was appointed to the faculty of the United States Naval Academy by President Johnson in 1966. The Energy Department established the Dr. Samuel P. Massey Chair of Excellence in 1994. The grant helps students at historically black colleges and predominantly Hispanic colleges pursue their academic dreams. But I'm just one person. What can I do to help? Returning listeners to the show know how much I love the app Five Calls. It's a free app that gives you the chance to turn your passive participation into active resistance. Calling your government officials on the phone gives you the power to let them know how you feel about various issues facing society, from the environmental movement to health care to gun reform to civil rights. And later today or tonight, I want you to open the window and yell, I'm mad as hell and I'm not going to take this anymore. Oh, wait, that was from a movie. Actor Peter Finch, playing TV anchorman Howard Beale, snapped, lost his mind and live on camera, and gave America a four-minute explanation on why he couldn't take it anymore. It's a great scene from the 1976 movie Network. Well, I'm mad as hell, too, about a lot of things. I just can't leave work and march in Washington, but I can call one or several of my elected officials and let them know how I feel. 
Your message might be better received without yelling and coming across mad as hell, but do whatever it takes to get it off your chest. On the app today, you can call your senators or congressman, attorney general or governor, and tell them how you feel about one or all of the following topics. Make Juneteenth a federal holiday. Support the Justice in Policing Act of 2020. Support the House resolution to condemn police brutality. Stop the militarization of the local police. Demand reform on police use of force. The app gives you the telephone number to call. It even provides a script for you. You don't even have to think of what to say. If you're feeling nervous or uncomfortable about voicing your opinion, remember, they work for you. And if you'd rather not speak directly to someone, that's okay. You can call after hours and leave a message. Please, don't stay silent. Remember Howard Beale's words, You're mad as hell, and you don't have to take it anymore. Thanks for listening to this special episode of A Breath of Fresh Earth. Remember, Black Lives Matter. Thanks for listening to A Breath of Fresh Earth with your host, Rick Friedman. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you're the first to hear new episodes. If you want to nominate someone for Climate Hero of the Week, send it to Rick at the link below. This has been A Breath of Fresh Earth. Thanks for listening.